Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, the wind down. Um, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I can't believe next week I'm going to be leaving to visit my family for the holidays already. And like Christmas is that Sunday this year? Is it a Sunday or a Monday? Uh, Christmas Eve is Eve's a Sunday, I think. Wow. Yeah. It's all happening. I feel like this is like the, I feel like everyone out there, if you're working, this is the take a deep breath week because it's like you're looking at the calendar and you feel like you're in like the, you know, the movie scene where like the walls are pressing in on you and you like, you're going to get like, that feels like what's happening right now. Cause you're like, Oh my God, I have to get everything done before (laughs) Christmas time. And I'm not going to make it. I'm going to die. This is where I'm going to die. I'm dead. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly. I feel like my ghost is right here. This is my ghost. This is not my real person. This is my ghost. I'm like, I don't know. Every year that I do the challenge, my literature challenge around this time, I'm like, why did I choose this end of the year? Like again, because on top of everything else, it's like people are winding down and the challenge is making us wind up, you know? Yeah. This is, and people stop answering their email this time of year. It's hard yeah. to get stuff done this time of year, but I know I said I'm fine. Maybe I'm not fine. You know, I am, I am fine. Cause I feel like that training I did last week, I've literally, I don't know. I've just been so at peace being back at work. Like nothing's really changed in terms of my workload, but my perspective has shifted a little bit. I just keep reminding, I just keep saying to myself, like I have internal dialogue and I'm like, you can't do everything today. It's just not possible. You can only (laughs) do a few things a day. I love one of the, the, one of the things that are, and for those of you who didn't listen to last week's show, I was at a week long training at the Pointer Institute, which is this really renowned organization that trains journalists around the country. Um, uh, with the NA, uh, National Association of Black Journalists. But anyway, like one of the things, so one of our mentors was Mizell Stewart, who runs USA Today, the entire network of wow. like 100 newspapers. And he looked at us and he was like, when you get to work, you have to ask yourself, what is it that only I can do okay. when you're like prioritizing your day? And I was like, that is, I don't know, it it really clicked something in me because I feel like, and especially if you're bad at delegating, you get to your work, you get to the office and you immediately start at least, okay, I'll just talk about myself here. I immediately will start looking at my to-do list and I'm doing a bunch of stuff for other people and helping other people or doing things that other people on the team could be doing on their own. And I'm like pushing, I'm putting off things that only I could be doing that are like more high level because I'm like getting stuck on the small stuff that I should mm-hmm. be delegating. And when he said that, I literally, I got to work yesterday. Well, today is Tuesday, yesterday and today. And I was like, what can only I do? 
And it really has helped me be less frazzled at work. Like instead of getting to the office and editing and editing all the stories that I have a managing editor to help me with, I focused on big level things like um, hiring. We have two open positions right now and I really need to like get through resumes and get interviews set up. Um, and I focus on doing that first instead of the little shit that I would do in the morning, you know, like the small stuff. And I just like just by flipping my day around, I just felt less like harassed and less stressed. And I'm like, dang, that was that 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 whole week just changed my entire like mentality around how I'm working. And I'm really, really excited for to to like ro- start rolling out some changes at the office slowly so they don't get overwhelmed. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh God, she went to a conference, you know. <laughs> but it's the, I know, no, I know. We were all laughing about that. We're like, what you, what you're not going to do is get there and start spreading the gospel right away. They're going to think you're like yeah. a zealot. Like, <laughs> but we're like, we're talking. The people who did the thing and we're, ta- we're like strategizing. So on the first day, I'm only going to do this. Like today, I just brought a, I bought a massive poinsettia because our office is so white and so stark. And I'm always like complaining about it. It's so drab in here. And I'm like, why don't I just do something about it? And I bought this massive poinsettia and the whole thing just cheered everything up. Everyone's like, oh, look at this. And, you know, it's just that little thing. Little do they know there's are, more coming. Are really, are really pretty. I love poinsettias. Cool. Just, they just, yeah. they just. They just add like a nice little holiday touch. Right. So I, um, I, you know, I spoke at that, that women's conference, the Massachusetts women's conference is one of the largest mm-hmm. conferences in the, in the nation. And everybody was like, oh, tell Mandy, I said, hi, I love Red Ambition. I'm like, what? <laughs> it was so awesome. It, honestly, it was so awesome how many women there listen to Red Ambition. Cause I just feel like I'm talking to you and I was like, what? You listen there like every week. Or like people just reiterating the things that like, you know, we share like, and then tell me, I said this and don't worry about your surgery. And did you get the house? I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys really listen. Aww. That's so, <laughs> yeah, that, that's so nice that, to hear. Yeah. That was really awesome. I mean, like, honestly, a bunch of women, I really was like, wow, we really got some listeners out there. One of the guys that came, that was in the same training as us, he was like, he was so quiet. And then I finally sat at his table and he was like, Mandy, I love Brown Ambition. I was like, who are you, Marshall? <laughs> what? <laughs> Jamal, another Jamal. <laughs> Marshall from good old Birmingham, Alabama. Well, now he's oh. in Atlanta. I was like, thank you, Marshall. That's so nice. Wow. You just never know. Like, yeah, it, I, I just love that when people come up to me and say that. I'm just like, so do that more because, you know, it makes us feel good to know that we're out here in these streets and people are listening and appreciating. Yeah. So you've got the Live Richer Challenge coming up. Yes, this is, I'm really excited because I really try to listen to what people from the previous challenge say, because we always ask survey questions like, you know, what did you like? What didn't you like? What do you want to learn? And it seemed like the theme for Dreamcatchers for 2017 uh, was really like make more money, side hustle, that kind of thing. And so I kind of decided that I was going to elevate that to net worth. So this is the net worth edition. And this is so the, the challenge third is or fourth year? Fourth. This is the fourth year. So I'm like, woohoo. Awesome. Um, and so the challenge is free like it always is. And um, it's three weeks of daily tasks delivered to you via your email. Um, it should be up hopefully by the time this is live um, at LRC 
for Live Richer Challenge, networth.com. So lrcnetworth.com. Um, it starts live uh, January 1st. So you sign up, you'll get like a confirmation email, then like a survey to like a registration survey to fill out. And then starting January 1st, we will all be getting the same emails together every morning and we'll work through all of the tasks. There's 22 tasks. We'll work through them together. And the task will lead you to um, like a plan toward having a stronger net worth. So a net worth is less debt, more assets. And so that's what I want for you for 2018. Fabulous. I might need to get on this challenge this year. This might be my challenge. I'm so excited about it. And so I told myself because it is such a beast. I don't think people realize all the moving parts, even now we're still, you know, scrambling to get things together in time. Um, But I decided that, so um, I'll do five challenges. So this will be the second to last one. I'll do the fifth one. And then what I'll do is we'll just, we'll we'll revamp the first one and do them in order again. So we'll still do them every year, but I'm not going to come up with a brand new one because it's just honestly like, I love doing it because it's free. And like I said, I'll continue to do it, but the it is so labor intense. Like it's just nothing like it. And I'm like, all right, like I feel like passing out right now. <laughs> and if it's, yeah, so I just said, you know what, one more challenge, and then we'll just loop, start from the beginning, like, okay, fundamentals, then the savings edition, then the credit edition, then net worth, and whatever the fifth one will be, and we'll just, every five years, we'll start the loop all over again, so we can continue to serve, but in a way that doesn't, like, kill me personally. <laughs> what do you get for completing all five challenges? Oh, right, you should get something, you should get, like, a, some sort of gold star thing. Each one should know. have a little, you should get a little badge, like, in brownies. <laughs> Yeah, you should. That should be dope. I have to figure that out. Like, yeah, one maybe, more thing for you to do. Figure that out. I know. <laughs> you make know when people tell you that? They'll say like stuff like, oh, Tiffany, real quick. And I'm like, uh, there's no such thing as real quick because I have to stop what I'm doing, do the thing that you ask, and then somehow get back. You yeah. know? <sighs> so, yeah, I mean, such is life. Well, I'm excited for the literature challenge. What is that? LRCnetworth.com? Mm-hmm. What else is happening in the world? I don't know. I'm not even going to lie. I have not been like on like social media too much. I know the new year's <laughs> coming now. <laughs> yeah, the holidays are coming. I can't. Yeah, I I I kept I talked a big game about not wanting to do gifts. And I do this. I might do this every year. Like I should know myself by now. I'm like, Christmas is stupid. It's not about gift giving. Why are we doing this? And then I'm like, oh, oh, but I like this for that person. And I like this for this person. And I just okay. love giving gifts. I can't stop. I like throughout the year, even I just love sending stuff um, to people. I mean, I'm not going to go crazy, but my family, we did decide we're going to do white elephant instead of everyone gets a gift because we're like adults okay. now and nobody has kids. It feels kind of silly to get your adult sibling something for nothing. Um, do you know white elephant? Yeah, that's like when everybody gets like a general gift and then you kind of like pick from it, right? Yeah, it's really fun. Well, it's it's like white elephant or Yankee swap and it's where everybody brings a gift and it's like you want the gift to be kind of quirky but something that you still would want for yourself like – don't do what my little brother did in Christmas of 2009 when he brought um, laundry detergent balls as a gift. Like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> did not fail. Uh, fail. That is fail. A, that is, he ruined Christmas. That is Everyone was like, I've never seen my, – my mom was so mad. They got in the biggest fight. Anyway, really? So bring a good gift. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. But then you like draw numbers and then you you pick the gifts in order and you can steal from each other. And it's like really fun. Oh, that's right. I think I've seen that part. But I still honestly, that link that you gave me, drawnames.com, is still bae. It is like the best thing. Awesome. So my sisters and I, we love it. So I have my person, even though. So the, the fun thing about draw names, one, it's free. And two, because like we're it's just the five of us. So I can go in and be like, same list as last year. And the only rule is like, cause you can set the rule. The rule is, um, I can not get the same person I got last year. So when we used to, like, we used to literally meet up for Thanksgiving and pull names from a, from a hat, but then you, you might still get the same person again, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you know, so with this, no, you know, you, you definitely don't get the same person and they get to update. Like, so for example, the sister that I have, apparently every day she decides something new that she wants. So every time they update their list of what they want, you get an email. I'm like, really, dude? Oh, you can put a list of things that you want on there? Yeah. So you could put like your, your <laughs> you could put like your, um, what is it called? Uh, your, like, so first you put your budget and then you're like, oh, you know, I have whatever amount of money, you know, 50, I think we did $50 for our budget. And then um, I said, um, you can, you know, write down three to five things that you want, you want, like that would be within that budget. And like, I feel like every day it's like, it'll send me a a message like, hey, your um, secret Santa person updated their gift list. I'm like, really? (laughs) I'm like, decide one thing. So hopefully she's, yeah, she's picked out what she wanted. But honestly, I just love it because it it makes it easier. I'm just going to hopefully, I think I'll try to order something today from Amazon for her. And I think she'll love it because, you know. It's something want, she picked out. Do you want to know my trick for getting gifts for husband? So what? it's kind of creepy and I'm probably going to get in trouble. But it does, it's not, I'm not doing it because I don't trust him. I literally just think this is the best way to find out what, what your significant other wants. is to just look at their browser history. Like <laughs> he's been a, so – I know, I know. Oh, but like <laughs> I know it could go the other way. <laughs> it, can, like, uh... it can go the other way. I know it's like terrible advice, but it works for us because my husband's so boring. There's nothing interesting in there. It's just like shoes, <laughs> pants, suits. Like I'm, I'm not like, kidding. I, like, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure I know it's in Superman. It's that and cars. Right? <laughs> I'm, like, like, I'm not buying him a car. But I, I like I don't like to ask people what size they wear. I really want them to be truly surprised. So for me, it's like I can go into search history. I can see what size he was looking at what color what pattern he was looking at for his hope he's not listening um i have i mean i'm seriously i've when we first started dating i tried to find the dirt there is no dirt this is just like the straight and narrow anyway so but if the thought of checking your significant other's browser history like sends you into hives maybe don't do it but for me it works you could also do what we used to do which was like use pinterest and pin stuff but uh this works too and now i can see all the ridiculous things he looks up on youtube (laughs) <laughs> like I had no idea he was looking up like 15 different videos on how to iron how to clean an iron wow I'm not kidding <laughs> oh, God. Uh, see, my husband would be a bad influence on him I'm like uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> keep him apart keep him apart <laughs> no also, that's actually that's a good idea though I also feel like this is the time of year when we all reflect on what we're going to do, you know, as cliched as it is, it is nice to like take a deep breath and look at the year ahead and think about things we're going to do in our lives, plans we have, goals we have. Do you want to talk about some of your, I mean, I don't want to say the R word, but some of your goals or ambitions for 20, 2018? Yes. Yeah, so 
Probably my biggest, obviously, is to have my house finally. I'll just, when we finally get it, that's when I'll tell you guys because I'm over it. Um, but yes, to have my house and hopefully have the second house that we're working on. And I'm going to wait to give to give the blow by blow when that's finally done as well. But to have two houses by next year um, and to um, take, of course, the businesses to the next level. But really, my, my most exciting project for me, I really want um, to launch my... Um, my children's book project. And so that's like my biggest desire for 2018 is for me to fully launch the Molly Moore um, book series, which would teach pre-financial education to kids three to six. And I'm so excited about it. I even figured out, like I was talking to a friend of mine, she was like, oh, how do you spell Molly? I said, well, I was going to spell it M-O-L-L-Y, but that was taken. Well, because there's actually like a Molly Moore, like a, a journalist who's named that. And so I didn't want to like take that name. And so I decided M-O-L-L-I-E. And she's like, oh, because my daughter has a best friend and she spells her name Molly, M-A-L-I, like the African country. And I was like, so shall I. It was like a light bulb moment. (laughs) (laughs) And so how dope is that? Because I really want Molly Moore to be like the door of the explorer, you know, like the next door of the explorer, this little cute brown girl with a fro and her name is Molly, but it's M-A-L-I. So her name is Molly Moore. Of course I ran and I jumped and I got mollymore.com. I got, um, you know, her Instagram, her Twitter, all of it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I just excited because I'm just like, oh my gosh, she just gave me like the best idea. And, and so that's my big like goal for 2018 is, you know, of course, I have financial goals, but to me, I feel like I've I've accomplished most of my financial goals now. I'm really wanting to make like um, some deep seated changes in our community through some projects, and that's my biggest one. Hmm. I can't wait for Molly Moore. I think she's gonna be so adorable. I'm gonna like when it's like you know closer to. I'll share the picture. Well, I'll share the picture with you anyway, because you know we're friends. But um, Sneak yeah, peek. I think you'll. Yeah, I think you'll think she'll so she's so adorable. Um. Well, from an, a fellow. Last your first name spelled with an I. Um, I appreciate that she's gonna have Molly with an I. <laughs> yes. Yes. Molly. <laughs> what about you? Um, well, I actually have a I you guys know I'm working on a book, um, a novel that I've been working on for a while. So my but I don't think I'll probably finish it realistically in twenty eighteen, but my goal is definitely to keep working on it. This time last year I had the idea for the book and I am at least proud to say that I did not like I've actually stuck to it. And it hasn't changed so much because I've had like a gajillion ideas before um, and I just never really do anything with it. But I'm still I'm still trucking away. It's going to probably take another year, probably a couple more years. But one of my goals is just to consistently write um, outside of work. But I don't think I'll be able to do that unless I hit my other goal, which is to continue to improve myself as a manager at my office so that I actually have something left to give to my (laughs) to my uh to the things that make me happy after work because I come home and I'm so tired and like if you're staring at a computer and you're writing and typing all day the last thing you want to do is come home and do that some more and (laughs) I can't I don't really have anything to give to my like creative projects um outside of work but I think like I'm not kidding when I like I just feel like things are starting to click I'm getting much better at dealing with um you know becoming a manager and building a team and stuff and I just feel like the better I become, the more energy I'll have for everything else in my life. So that's one of my primary goals. Um, financial goals, 
financial goals, financial goals. I know everyone's like, where to house at? Because, you know, my husband really wants a house. I wouldn't call that a goal per se, because I'm still like, <laughs> not into the idea. But I guess we're going to buy a house next year. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess it's probably going to happen. Um, but I feel really prepared. So I guess my goal is to like, not screw that up. Like, don't do okay. anything in my, you know, because, you know, mortgage, com like mortgage lenders, I know you didn't get a mortgage, but for people who get mortgages, like any little thing you do with your money, like the six months before you apply for a mortgage, um, you know, the like it can easily throw your application off and, and ruin things for you. Like anything like transferring a big sum of money into your savings, like let's say your parents give you help with a down payment, not like mine are, but uh, just yeah. in case you guys have like a family who's giving you a gift, like $5,000 or whatever. If you just put that in the bank, you know, a month before you're set to close, that can really throw your application out of whack. Um, and because and they don't want to see any sort of large transaction happening close to when you're about to close in your loan. Yeah. Opening yeah, new credit. For sure. Like I'm thinking about this kind of stuff. Like I'm not opening any new credit. We're done. This is our credit cards. The new Uber Visa cards out. I don't care. Not getting it. Um, I don't want to. I'm just trying to like make sure we have a clean report card so we're in good shape. And at least that part. I know you know, like, there's so much more stuff that can go wrong when you're buying yeah. a house, but I'm just trying to make sure the mortgage process, at least, it's goes smooth, smooth. Yeah. Yeah. Goes because smoother. that can really hold you up. So, like, somebody actually wrote me today, like, hey, I opened a bank account with Ally, a savings account, and my credit score dropped three points. And I'm like, uh, pretty sure that that's not related. Yeah. But I said, you know, you know, I said, well, let me just check, because it threw me for a loop. Because she seemed, like, upset. Like, you said Ally wasn't going to do a hard pull. I'm like, savings accounts don't do hard pulls. What's the, you know what? Let me, I, I was, like, um, um, text chatting with Ally just to be on the safe side. And they said, they do check, obviously, credit um, uh, uh, check systems, which is what I call um, the nana and a boo-boo of, uh, <laughs> of, like, banks. Where banks, if you overdraft and don't pay and all this kind of stuff, they can report you to check systems. And that's where banks check to see if you've been put on a detention list and they won't let you into their bank, mm -hmm. right? And so, you know, they were like, yes, we check check systems, but that check does not affect your credit score. So I don't know why her credit score dropped eight points, but it wasn't because you opened a savings account. So, and I think people always get confused. You find that, that people get confused. Like somebody will say, so Tiffany, how many points will I gain if I do this? And I'm like, yeah, that's how that works. Because... Mm -hmm. Your credit is like, you're literally like your financial GPA, like in school. So that's like saying, if I get an A in art, what's my, what's my GPA for the year going to be? Well, it all depends on the other classes and not just the classes from that semester, but the classes from the previous years. So your, your credit score is really just your financial GPA. So there, there's no way for one single person to tell you, if you do this one thing, these are the exact number of points you're going to get, that it's an average of all of your financial choices. So all I can say is the more, the, the better, if you can multiply the number of financial choices, like do more positive financial choices than negative ones, then your score is going to go up. But there's no number that somebody can choose for you. Yeah. And also she shouldn't, I mean, there's so many things that she, that could have caused an eight, an eight point drop in her score. Like I'm sure if she was checking her score in like credit karma or whatever, if those websites even changed the way that they calculate scores, it could have a marginal impact on scores on the estimate that you're getting. Um, so it may not even be something that you've done, or it, maybe she like spent more on her credit card this month and her utilization rate, it went up a little bit. Um, but also like eight points, you sh I don't think anyone should be following their credit score to where they're like, oh my God, it moved up and down one point. 
Yeah. Um, I don't think that that is uh, productive at all. It's not. And I mean, well, I'll say this, that if you're on the cusp, so anything above really like 740, 750, you're going to get the best interest rate. So if you have a 740 exactly and you lose eight points right before you're about to apply for a mortgage, I can understand. But let's just say you have a 770, eight points, like you're not going to get like a less of a, of a great um, interest rate because you're eight points. It's like basically like if you are in, in the minuses, so if you're getting an A B minus or C minus in in credit, then yes, you're on the cusp and like eight points can definitely bring you down the grade level. But if you're solidly an A, then you're going to be fine. Yeah. Was she solidly an A or was she like on the cusp of good and bad well, credit? She, she didn't say. She just said, Tiffany. I wasn't sure she was yelling <laughs> at me. It's your fault. <laughs> she said, you say Ally was good. I signed up and I dropped eight points. And I'm like, I That's I don't. not related at all. But... <laughs> let me me take a screenshot of my conversation with ally and so i did and i was like hey so i'm sure you did drop eight points but likely wasn't because of a savings account man hey i've created a monster actually and my husband has better credit than me now his score is higher than mine (laughs) it's not fair it's my fault (laughs) it's really my fault i mean it's not fair but also it's my fault when Mm. we got when we got our auto loan we paid the car off but when we got the auto loan it was just in enrique's name and at the time, I was like, this is just going to be your thing. I want nothing to do with this vehicle. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> um, and I think that it really helped his mix of credit. And I think it's what's, that's what's giving him an edge. And I don't have um, I don't have a good mix of credit on my file. I'm like, dang, okay. I really messed myself up. I mean, it's fine. <laughs> but he sure is strutting around the house with his 800 credit score. Just, just, just loving it. Just loving it. <laughs> at, at one point, he had his credit. Because my credit score for a long time was like stuck at like, 730 740 and I got him to 750 and because I had like my foreclosure and so now that either my foreclosure is like in the, its last leg um I'm, I'm at 802 now now that I don't know if it's falling off or like basically it's not affecting it like the way it used to so I'm like yay I'm back where I should be on tap you know seven <laughs> years goes by so fast <laughs> Everything I did with my bad with my credit was about seven years ago when I first got when I graduated college. Well, I guess that was like eight years ago. But I'm finally I've, the reason my score is like been so high is because um, I, I miss like, you know, get out of college. You, you miss your first few student loan payments. And it really screwed me up for didn't screw me up. But it was like holding me back all this year. And it's been really nice to see those drop off. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I think a lot of people do like in your because not when did you get into your 30s. Hopefully you've left those ways behind. Well, I mean, let me not say that because Lord knows I've made mistakes in my hey, 30s. You need customers, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I know. And I've made mistakes in my 30s and I continue to. Just less mistakes. We'll just say that. But less big mistakes, yeah. Hey, BA fam. This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. 
Insure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Are we ready to brown break or brown boost? So ready. Are you going to break or you got to boost? I want to boost. I want to boost a young man who is only 24 years old and I cannot freaking believe it. But have you been seeing Chance the Rapper just like saving the world? This no, year? I haven't. No, I mean a little bit. I know that he gave a million dollars to the Chicago school system. Yeah, but like recently, I mean, yes, he did that and that was a big deal, but he just doesn't stop. Like when is he going to run for president? And also how is he 24 years old? 24? Like, 24. I mean, I just want this. I, I feel like he's being, I don't know, it's just amazing. But he, so the story this week was that he went to a Chicago high school and surprised all the kids with Jordan sneakers. Mm. Which I know they were like, so cool. I, I know you're like, right? I'm like, is that a, is that a thing? I guess so, right? Kids like Jordans, right? <laughs> I, I guess so. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm glad he didn't start off by giving the kids Jordans. Like, he actually put money into the school system first, you know, yeah. sending the right message. But I just, I think he, you know, he's like a rare, bright spot in all the media um, lately. And my little brother is a huge chance the rapper Stan. So I'm trying to pander to him a little bit with this brown, br- <laughs> brown boost. So, brown boost, do good celebrities. No, yeah, that is awesome. Well, mine is going to be, well, actually, mine is going to be a boost to Alexa. Um, I actually put this on our Brown Ambition page on Facebook. Plug, plug, check it out. So Alexa is one of those, like, what would you call those? Like Echo Alexa? You know, like those, like... Um, AI. She's like um, an ass- a personal assistant, an electronic personal assistant. It's like a little yes. device that sits in your house and you can tell it to do stuff. Yes. So if you ask Alexa, Alexa, do Black Lives Matter? Oh, Alexa is woke. Alexa said, yes, Black Lives do matter. And that it's a movement, that it's that it's a movement that's been created because of um, the way our country has treated um, African-Americans currently and in its, its history. And some folks are angry, but Siri's cousin is woke. Oh, she really? Can come to- Yes. <laughs> oh my God, I want to go ask her right now. We have an Alexa. I know. Do you, do you want me to play it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's see if we can play it. It's, it's really fast. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. Okay, let's see. Alexa, where? Okay, so here I'm about to. It's just um, booting up on my computer, Dora. Wait, you have Alexa on your computer? No, no. I'm just, I'm just like, it was a, a, an article on the route, and they have just like the, I guess, the little snippet. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm just going to pull it up. I could just go in my living room and talk to her right now. <laughs> All right, let's see what happens. Yeah, I'm going to go out. I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to travel, guys, because I'm recording from home today. I'm going <laughs> to play this real quick. Okay, let's see, if she, let's see if she's obedient today. So right. what, do, what do I have to say? Do um, Black Lives Matter? You, yeah, just say, it's, do Black Lives Matter? Hey, Alexa, do Black Lives Matter? Black Lives and the Black Lives Matter movement absolutely matter. It's important to have conversations about equality and social justice. Mic drop. <laughs> yes! Woke, woke yes! Alexa. <laughs> Yo, Alexa, I'm going to make you a plate with neck bone, um, <laughs> with 
all the de delicacies of African-American heritage and history. You get neck bone, greens with neck bone. You get um, collard, um, um, candy yams, cornbread, macaroni and cheese. No, you get the corner of macaroni and cheese. You get peach cobbler. What else that are so delicious that you can only get Sweet like potato pie? What, Alexa? You can. Oh, we're gonna put you a plate aside, and I'm not gonna let anybody take it. I'm gonna hide it just for you, Alexa. So when you come to the barbecue, we got you. I'm even gonna make you some jello fries, okay? For the West African in you, Alexa. Yes, isn't that so dope? <laughs> jello. <laughs> jello. So yeah, mm, I love jello. I, <laughs> I, I want to give Alexa. Yeah, I want to do a boost for Alexa because that is pretty amazing. Whoever, what's, yeah, it's an Amazon product. Jeff Bezos be woke. Well, you know, there's a lot of things I could say about Amazon, but I'll give him that just because I'm feeling in a good mood. <laughs> you shop at Whole Foods. I just recently went there. I have not noticed a difference in the prices. Like, it still feels really expensive yeah. at Whole Foods. It does because I, I brought like sparkling water, some sushi, some vegetarian sushi, and like something else. I was like, $70? Oh, oh well. <laughs> Like, it's not the worst when you go for like a couple things that don't even make sense together. Like you can't make a meal out of it, but you still spend like seventy dollars. I was like, wait, five vegan cookies, this sushi, and like it was really so random. And I was like, I feel like I should have a car. <laughs> I didn't even know what to put back. So I'm like, well, I don't, I don't know what to do. Yeah, Whole Foods is definitely really, really expensive. I still don't go full fledged food shopping there. I just do like a few things, but. I did find um, a new burger that I want to try called Beyond Burger. Have you have you heard of that? Uh, is it a vegan burger? It is. It's supposed to be really good. So we'll hmm. see. Hmm. I haven't. You know what? Those those vegan like the vegeta the veggie burgers kind of skeeve me out. Like they're always <laughs> like a green color or like orange or something like not natural. Well, Beyond Burger actually looks like a burger. It sizzles supposedly, like so. The guy who made Beyond Burger, <laughs> it actually, it even, what it even it? bleeds. It's not bleeding. No, beet, no, beet, that's disgusting. No, beet juice. It's beet juice. Ew. And so, just eat a burger. Just eat a burger. I can't. <laughs> it's plant based and there's no soy. And so I, I like I, I heard about it because I was listening to how I built this, and like the um the founder was on talking about like he wanted to create a um plant based burger that actually tasted like a burger. And so I said, you know what, I'm going to try it. And the folks at Whole Foods, when I picked it up, they were like, oh, my God, you're going to love it. It's so good. You, you're going to think you're eating a burger. I'm like, shut up. So if I like it, then when, when I go to the cookouts, I'll bring my own burgers with me. <laughs> you're going to bring like a beet bloodied bag. <laughs> a beet bloodied bag. <laughs> throw, I mean... throw this on the, they're going to laugh. <laughs> throw this on the grill. Right, like, I, throw my beet burger on the grill. Thanks. I'm telling you, if it tastes as delicious as people See, say, you we are a millennial at heart. Yeah. <laughs> is that very millennial? My beet burger. Come on. Yeah, yeah, it is. But I mean, yay, healthy, very good. Veganism, all about it. That's hey, Jennifer Lopez is a vegan, so you're steps closer than I am to my goal of becoming J Lo. Man. Ah, we we've gotten so far away. Brown break, brown boost. We're but so, so we're off gonna, track. We're gonna reel it on back, and we're gonna answer some questions. We're gonna answer a question. Oh, a question. <laughs> and this is my official request: send us your questions for the new year. We're gonna be taking. I guess. I guess are we? We're not gonna have a shrub. Wait, are we gonna have a show next week? Um, Will that be our last show of the new year? Yeah, year. right. Because yeah, we should, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. So the next week, the twentieth, the last show, and then we'll be gone for a couple of weeks after that. So if you have burning questions, 
um, now is your time. Send them, send them to brownambitionpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can visit us at brownambitionpodcast.com. It's a handy little tab called Ask Us Anything. It'll also get your questions to us. And maybe we'll do like some uh, make it a question and answer show for the new year. Okay, that sounds good. But for now, we have one question for tonight. So um, this is from Deshonda Ann, which is an amazing name. Thank you for your question. Um, she says, I'm trying to climb my way out of debt before it buries me. So I make what I, so I make what I feel is decent money for a single person with no kids, $50,000 annually. But like most Americans, I'm living check to check. I'm not sure on, I'm not sure about where I can cut back in order to build up my savings. I honestly feel as though it's my high bleep car note. She's real comfortable with us and I appreciate that. (laughs) Um, my high car note, how do I successfully get out of the car and into another car? How do I maximize my income to build savings and pay off my debts? Any advice is appreciated. Mm. I'm seeing, yeah. we've gotten a few auto loan questions, um, lately. I feel like it feels like there's, you know, a lot of people are talking about like the auto loan bubble and how it's getting as bad as almost not as bad as the mortgage crisis from before, but like so many people are are like drowning in auto loan debt and feel like they can't get out. Yeah. Mm, So 50 K doesn't say where she lives, but 50 K is a decent income, especially if you don't have any kids. Um, Yeah. But not in New York, New Jersey. You know what? It could be. What's What's the least amount of money you've made living in New York, New Jersey? The least amount of money I made uh, was about $35,000 a year, and I was living at home. That's my number, but I was renting an apartment. Oh, you were renting an apartment? I'm like, ugh. I made $35K my first – because I – yeah, my my second job in New York, $35K. Um, I stayed there for 15 months. I think I got one raise, maybe to like $42K or something like that. Okay. Um, But I I made it. Like I remember – but you didn't have a car because you were in New York, right? No, didn't have a car. Did pay rent and like bills and student loans and all that kind of stuff. But I think it's doable. I think for her, the first step is going to be, she says, I'm not sure I'm where I can cut cut back to start building up. I think you got to start start by writing down, like just getting real with yourself and writing down exactly what's going out and what's coming in and find out where the most of your money is going. Maybe it is your car note um, that's eating up most of your income. If that's the case, maybe it's time to sell it. Yeah, um, I was thinking that. Sell it and downsize to a more affordable car. Get it, get it, get a uh, what do you call it? A beat up car. Yeah, or just like you can, you, you can get like a, a decent car for like five to six k. You know, like you can because I definitely have. But if if your car note is like your biggest kind of concern, then you might have to basically take the L and do that. Um. Because I like unless you're gonna pay that car note for the next five or six years, and that's a significant amount of time not to have excess money to invest and grow wealth. Yeah, she says, "How do I maximize my income to build savings and pay up debt?" I mean, this she needs to join the Live Richer Challenge for this. this yeah, year. that's true. This, this is net income. This is exactly what net income is. It's like how do you how do you, your only way you're going to increase your net income is if you start earning more or you're mm-hmm. in decreasing your debt. Um, saving more and decreasing your debt. Um, I think the first step is I, cutting back expenses, cutting down that car note, trading into trading down into a more affordable car is one clear thing you can do. 
Um, she doesn't say what she does for work, but maybe look for additional sources of income or look at moving jobs to see if you can get a promotion or a raise where you have more money in the bank um, on top of like cutting your expenses at the same time. Yeah, because net, you know, net worth truly is that it's cutting down on the debt and what you pay out and increasing what you make. So doing those two things together, like it's, that's ideal because you really can't save your way to wealth. Not, not really. You have to save, then invest and make more, you know? And so, that. yeah. Yeah, I love that. And you also can't coupon your way to wealth either. You can't just like trim expenses until you're living out of a, you know, a t in a tent in the forest. Like it's not realistic. Yeah. Um, and I think if some people like I think you get caught up like with the penny pinching and the small stuff, which is like important. And it's certainly if you're, you know, if you're really struggling to make ends meet, it matters. But at a certain point, you got to turn the other way and not just focus on making what you work have. But how can I gain more wealth and how can I build something else and bigger? Yeah. 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 And sometimes like honestly, like there are moments when you have to make decisions where they're just like uh, the one that's not great and one that's really not great. There's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like sometimes that's what it looks like. But it, taking a step back does really sometimes help you take a step forward. I mean, Mandy and I both have had to really take significant kind of like cuts to the kind of life that we wanted to live at the moment so we can have the life we wanted to live moving forward. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I lived in a room for a few years because I wanted to be able to have excess money to put toward my business. And now I'm buying two homes, you know. And so like, you know, so it's I've learned to welcome kind of like the trim back because I know that it also comes with a leap forward if I do it right. Hmm. Yeah, I moved in with my mother-in-law for eight months. Oh, say. yes, exactly. Ooh, that was a sacrifice. I mean, it, no, yeah. that's, that came out badly. It was awesome. But it was definitely a step down from our the freedom we had living in our two-bedroom apartment to living in, you know, my husband's childhood bedroom. Um, wow, that, 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 was a, that was an experience. But we had a beautiful <laughs> wedding and still had savings in the bank. And soon we will be buying a house that I don't want. So, yay! <laughs> <laughs> Um, thanks for your question, D. <laughs> um, I haven't, we have another email from a listener. It's not a question, but she did, um, she had something to share her. So her name is Krista. Thanks for emailing us, Krista. Um, she says, this is in regards to, so last week, Tiffany, you talked about Headspace. Yeah. And isn't, you just found out that like Headspace is only free for a certain amount of time, right? Yeah. I was like, mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is just, maybe I'll start sharing because you guys do send us some really nice notes sometimes that really aren't questions, but I still think it's fun to share them. So Krista says, Tiffany, I tried Headspace, but I ran into the same issue. Instead, I decided I like the Calm app. That's C-A-L-M app. Mm. Um, there are paid versions, but I find sufficient. I find this one sufficient um, at the free version. I also love that you both talked about professional development in the workplace and receiving feedback. Even though you work in the for-profit space, my favorite tool of nonprofit management has a lot of applications. It's a book called Managing to Change the World by Green and Hauser. They run the management center. Excellent tools. Thank you for all you do. You make my week brighter. Oh, that's oh I love that. Okay, you said the Calm app. I'm definitely going to download that because honestly, I have to say, Headspace has worked just, I don't know, it's like a really great tone for the day, for the most part. I mean, you know, of course you have the days like today where you're just like, oh, kill me, I'm dead, my ghost is talking. But then, you you know, but it just is a, I want to continue to 
kind of have that meditation downtime every morning. Um, and so I can't wait. I think someone else, I feel like Drina, my best friend and my publicist, I, think, I feel like I told her Headspace costs money. And she was like, oh, I like the Calm app too. I, I feel like she said that same app. So great minds think alike. Thanks. Thanks, Krista. And the book is Managing to Change the World, um, The Nonprofit Manager's Guide to Getting Results. Dope. Thanks for the recommendation. Yeah, if you guys have recommendations for books you're reading or apps that you like to use to help you with your finances or your career or anything like that, you should definitely let us know. Send us an email um, at brownambitionpodcast.com. You can tweet us or hit us up on Facebook at the Brown Ambition podca- podcast pages um, or check us out at brownambitionpodcast.com. Yeah, I think it's brownambitionpodcast at gmail.com, right? What did I say? You said brownambitionpodcast.com. I'm like, that's the website. Oh, my bad. Yes. I, you guys know <laughs> it's at Gmail. <laughs> I know. I caught it. I caught it. But honestly, I feel like the best place to go is brownambitionpodcast.com because you can click contact us. You can see all of our episodes. And so everything is right there, all of our social media handles and channels and stuff. So that's like a great centralized location. It's a one-stop shop. Mm-hmm. All right. Ready to wrap this up on our Wednesday with some wins? wins okay um so my win so actually um angela oh what is angela's last name angela cares oh angela i can't remember your last name she's an assemblywoman um in jersey city oh angela v mcknight she's an assemblywoman in jersey city uh maybe a year and a half maybe even two years ago she contacted me because she was newly elected and she was like i want to pass a law about financial education. And I said, I know just the one. So she and I worked on a law together because New Jersey already has a law um, where you have to learn financial education in high school. And I told her, honestly, it should start as young as elementary school. So elementary and middle school, that that should be a law. And so we wrote it um, and um, submitted it to, uh, there's all of these steps which I was learning, like it's basically like junior civics class, but I'll spare you all the details. It goes to all these committees and voted up and then voted up. So now it's finally going to the Senate committee, which is a pretty big deal because it's not too many steps after that. And so um, unfortunately I won't be able to testify or to kind of like speak um, because I'm going to be at a conference, but she's super excited because she's been really pushing um, for this. It's not a law yet. It's for it to become a bill. I think it's a, I think it, is it a bill now? Child, I don't know. I think it's a bill, and then we're just basically pushing for it to become a law. Um, and if it's going to happen, it will happen in um, January for it to officially become a law. So right now, like I said, it's going to go before Senate. I'll probably do some tweets and some posts about, you know, tweeting or emailing your your senator, for those of you who kind of live in the Jersey area, um, to tell them to vote for this law. Because it's just a good law that it would make it mandatory for them to be um, – financial education for um, elementary and middle school. And I'm just like, woohoo. So it's um, it's it's uh, informally called the Budgetista Law. I was like, yeah, they couldn't call it that legally because the Budgetista is a business. But I'm like, whatever, that's what we're calling it. Um, so yeah, I'm just really excited because that's huge, you know? Huge. You, it's huge. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Goodness, oh, I needed that laugh. It's huge, huge. huge. <laughs> so, yeah, I just want to say thank you, Angela V. McKnight, for being such a champion for this. Um, you know, it could not have happened without you. And thank you for like choosing me to work with you on it because you know my passion for um financial education. And because if we can get the kids, uh, 
like all it takes is one generation of like well financially educated children to shift a whole community and culture and so that is my aim i believe the children (laughs) teach them well and let them lead the way remember everybody knew that song from beginning to end (laughs) i I can't say that i do anymore but i definitely know the beginning Um, (laughs) awesome um so i'm gonna win i feel like pixar has become my therapist they just teach me how to feel you know what i mean um, and I need to give a win for the new film called Coco because it is if you if you need something to do, you want to get away from your family this holiday season or whatever, bring the family together, go see Coco, bring some tissues. It is just going to give you life. Um, have you seen Coco? I haven't, but I've seen like the um, the like commercials. Oh, it looks so good. It's so cute. It's about so it takes place in Mexico and it's about Dia de los Muertos, which is happens on November. Is it the second or the first every year? It's like the day. It's after Halloween. Halloween, but it celebrates. It, I didn't. I mean, I knew of Dia de los Muertos. I knew that it was like honoring the dead, and you go visit, you know, your uh, loved ones. Um, I always thought you went to the cemetery because I happened. I was in South America during Dia de los Muertos one day, and there was like people visiting the cemetery and stuff. But it's so much more than that. It's like you build an altar for your loved ones and you put like their favorite foods and things that you things that they loved in life at the altar and you light candles and you remember them. And the movie is about a little boy um, and how he – I don't want to give it away, but it's a little boy who wants to play music and, of course, his family doesn't want him to for some – like old family history reasons. Um, And he ends up stealing a guitar from a famous person who has passed away and he ends up in the land of the dead and has to find his way back to his family. And it's just, oh, it's so good. I mean, it sounds weird, but it's so good. It's like all about the end of the, the end of the movie is all about how important it is for us to listen to the stories, uh, listen and remember people that we've lost. Um, like, if you don't leave thinking about your favorite grandma who passed away, your favorite grandpa, like I did, like, Aww. you know, just, it really, it just hits you right in the feels, man. Oh, Ruby. I remember. <laughs> grandma Ruby. Yeah, I thought of <laughs> good old grandma Ruby. Yeah. So that was my win. Oh, that, yeah, that actually does look like a really good movie. Maybe I'll take um, Supergirl. That's why I love the holidays. The best movies come out this time of year. Yeah, yeah. they do. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Uh, Lifetime has been going overdrive. It's like... <laughs> you know, Santa has a Christmas, Christmas love, holidays in the hill. I'm like, okay, we get it. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. One more week, y'all. Yes. Till the holidays begin. Well, continue. Um, we can make it. You can do it. Deep breaths. You can't do everything in one day. No, you cannot. You just have to know that. And ask, it's okay. Prioritize. for help. Yes, and just know if something doesn't get done, what's the things that that could not get done and still be okay? Just do the things that must get done. Absolutely. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. For the end of the show. (laughs) (laughs) Now it's time to say goodbye to all our family. B-R-O-W-N Ambition. You're going to get us hit with like a trademark lawsuit or something. (laughs) (laughs) A tune? Well, we're not selling it. I guess that's true. (laughs) All right, y'all. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Go eat some dinner. Go eat some bloody beet burgers. Mm, Yum. (laughs) Bye bye. Bye.
The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.